Hi folks, my name is Girish Bally, the host for Back to Basics, another Back to Basics for another week. Today, I'm going to be talking about digital world, meta world, metaverse. I mean, those are the words that we're using nowadays. And we're talking about how we're changing over from a human connection all the way down to the digital world. Is it saving us? Is it making us worse? Or is it helping us? So we're going to talk about that today on this episode. And Thomas is a person that I actually was on his podcast a few weeks back, or I should say a month back, an amazing person. And then I'll find out when that's going to be released after when the show is over. And you'll put that, I'll put that in my show notes. But let's go and talk to Thomas and let's talk about the digital world that we're, we're going to get into. Thomas, how are you? And thanks for coming to Back to Basics. You know what? I, I lead with this a bunch that AI is easy, but that AV thing is hard. I mean, it's huh. really hard to get the audio video to work. Um, I'm doing well. I don't You said I'm a really cool. What, what was the description for me? No one's ever said that before. I just wanted to hear you say it again. Oh, you're a cool person for sure. Oh, thank you. So tell my kids that so you could write uh, that down. I'll, I'll, I'll say it again if I have to, and then I'll record it and send it to you. I, I appreciate that. Uh, so before we get into the coolness and the topic for the episode today, what does back to basic mean to you, uh, Thomas? I mean, for, for me, it's just doing the core things needed to be honestly happy in life, to sustain a career, like, you know, give attention to your family. It's not overcomplicating every step of your life with every possible scenario. Like, it's just... Do what you need to do. Be happy with it, and 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 be you know kind of grateful that and and maybe lower your expectations of what you should or do in life, and just enjoy where you are in that moment. Yeah, I think I, bad. you know, I asked you the question when we were booking this uh, this call uh, today, and I asked, well, "What does back to basic mean to you?" And you said, "It means everything." Yeah. Uh, so I it think that's, I mean, uh, that that that's correct. What you're saying, right? I mean, it's all about life and business and whatever you're doing. I may have answered the wrong question there on your on your form. I think I meant uh, what do you want to talk about? And I sorry, I, sometimes I get confused. I don't read, which is interesting. It's great. No, no, that's what he said. You're good. <laughs> it does mean everything to me um, because when things get too complicated, you get flustered, right? And you kind of get it, t- it tends to raise your kind of uh, your annoyance and your 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 anger factors of life of, and things that probably shouldn't set you off do. And so that if you just keep, what does I need to do right now? And how do I enjoy it the best I can? That really just inter- improves the uh, just the wellness of yourself. So that is kind of everything, right? Because if you're not yeah. happy, then you're just it's not a good state to be in. Of course, of course. Uh, Thomas, thanks uh, for coming uh, to the show. So this digital world that we're living in, um, are we prepared, first of all, or are we still learning? What are your thoughts on that? I think a little both. I think we, we've... Uh... We don't know what we never know what's to come. So there's going to be something that's going to make us feel like we're unprepared. Mm. Um, therefore, we'll continue to learn. Uh, if you're if you're not learning, you're definitely going to not be prepared. <laughs> I'll say that yeah, you have yeah. to be able to, uh, in the special digital world, have the ability to kind of pivot quickly, understand how you're leveraging technology in your life from business to you know personal relationships and, and beyond. Uh, but yeah, people are still learning. We're humans. That's the cool thing about us as humans that we are always learning. Those who struggle though in this digital world are likely not, I'd say, or they've just, it's just become too much. And maybe getting back to basics is probably the better way for them to, to go instead of complicating their lives more with technology and, and other things. But do you think that we're just getting into the digital world really quickly? And no, or I, are I we don't. Ju- or I, are we just catching up? What, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think it's, I think we're going to look back 20 years from now and go, 
we were moving so slowly then. And I, and I, and I got some scary pieces. Uh, technology has shown us anything. It's, it's how fast it comes and how fast it can change. Hmm. Um, just because of the nature of it, uh, it'll be interesting what, what basics means 20 years from now, or even 10 years from now with that, you know, like the, the basics to live and kind of be how much technology is involved in that as opposed to maybe 20 years ago. Uh, but no, I think we're going to look back and say, man, we, you know, my kids ask me sometimes, did we have color TV when I was a kid? I'm like, are you kidding me? We had Nintendo. I mean, that's of right. course. Um, and so like the perspective, right. is like, Oh, you're so old. And then like, you know, my parents, I thought the same thing. And you know, anyway, but uh, no, I think we're, I think we're, right on track to be where we need to be and it'll i think it only go it'll go much much faster i think this will create a polarizing event though of people who really don't want to do anything with technology and will do yeah. everything possible to get away from it but and and then those who will just be all in on it and it'll just it'll create combs you know so imagine that the world polarized right yeah that's true but let me let me ask you this the digital world that i'm talking about is that the same thing as metaverse it's part of it right metaverse will become a place to where you that you can exist and be and, and have a whole different persona in life. And, and that's a, <laughs> the first step toward the matrix maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's one piece. Not everyone's going to dive in on that way uh, uh, unless they have, you have the ability to do it without a big thing on your face. Right. Because mm. uh, you know, it's just not practical to be around other humans and have a VR set on your face and, and be in both worlds. It'll be a place to escape from. It'll be a place to kind of interact. I, I believe uh, it'll be really big for events, concerts, uh, uh, sporting. I mean, imagine being able to sit anywhere to watch a, a, a football game or a basketball game and sitting along with your friends that are all distributed around the world. And that is all delivered through a metaverse. So I, I think that's part of the equation. I think everything from um, that to IoT to, you know, whatever, just how the, how the uh, current internet's used will be all part of that. Yeah, but it's going to be all connected. But, say it that but way. you know, Thomas, all the, all the concerts and all the games that I've gone to, right? Uh, it's more of an experience that I, I, I like, you know, go there to have food and listening to other people, listening to the music, loud mm -hmm. noise, people burping, you know what I mean? On the metaverse, I mean, uh, it's not going to be real. So I don't know if I'm going to enjoy it or not enjoy it, or maybe I'm just an old fogey. So what, what are your thoughts on that? I don't think you're an old fogey. We can discuss that if you'd like. Um, you have a podcast, <laughs> so that, that puts you in a class of not old fogey, probably. No, just, there just you meta, go. Just Thank by data. Um, oh, so you're cool and I'm cool. Is that what we we're saying? Self-serving answers. Love it. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I will say that uh, uh, it'll be a different experience. So doing it live and in person, you know, if, if maybe the pandemic showed us anything, if you could still enjoy sports, in the midst of all that, that's, that's a game changer. If there's uh, something you wanted to see in, you know, South Korea, there's no way you possibly could have justified the expense and you at least get that experience of seeing something there or some other part of the world, you know, world cup match. Awesome. If you can go live, you'll go do that. And sometimes it's not even being at the event. It's about just being away from what you do every day. Mm. Uh, I will say that my experience with the VR and I, you know, I have one of the headsets is, is that it, it does a really good job making you feel like you're somewhere else. And, and, transcending you to some other place so i think that technology only improves and will give you truly a, an escape uh, but but you know but thomas being I, in person uh, is different for sure you know a, a couple of years uh, back maybe five years back i i was um uh having that uh vr headset uh on the playstation and i was playing a game with my son honestly speaking i was getting a headache yeah so mm -hmm. it seems like maybe i'm just not adjusting well uh, or people will start complaining that my eyes are going bad. So, I mean, 
there's advantage and disadvantage at the same time. So what are your thoughts on that part? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's a great part of, you know, uh, I, I was literally last night at 8 p.m. having this discussion with a company. Um, the name of them, they're VRium, and, and they're creating a whole experience and park around like a theme park, basically around VR and robotics and other stuff. And one of the challenges they need to overcome that 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 most people don't realize is that the frame rates are now are high enough on these uh, VR machinery that your eyes don't don't suffer because it's taking forever from frame to frame. And your eyes sub subtly pick it up. Hmm. Now that the frame rates are 120 hertz, you know, even higher in some cases. You, you don't notice. It doesn't make you as nauseous. It doesn't make you as as, as eyes tired. You can be in it much much longer because of how the, the technology is advanced now. Five years ago, I absolutely hated it because it was just like choppy and it hurt um, and made you kind of disoriented. The new ones are very smooth. They're as good as, you know, full HD, no, you know, no tearing on the on the experience of the of the image. It helps significantly. Now, do you want to bury yourself in there? You know, when you get out of it, it looks like you, you've been on a bender all weekend and you're kind of like mm. your face is all red. And, but I don't have the headache like you described that was maybe the technology a few years ago. Technology's come plenty far where that that experience is completely transformed and it's only going to get better uh, in it. So is it, is it more improved or is there something that I need to read saying that this has, this is the improved version? Yeah, no, it, the, the technology across the, the spectrum is improved. There, there are better versions than others, but if you can get one, you know, the Oculus two, for example, you can put in 120 Hertz frame mode and that's 120 refreshes per second. And that really helps your eyes interpret the images. And when you're on lower for refresh rates, like 30 or lower, it kind of hurts. <laughs> so and are, how they do the lighting in it and all that helps now. So are we saying that I can you I can buy another VR set for my PlayStation to get a better fresh rate? Yeah, or absolutely. And, and the new ones, an Oculus specifically, like and there's other ones, but they're completely self-serving things. So there's no wires attached to them. I can walk around right. and you can yeah. right. And that's great. Uh the ones that you hook into high-end GPUs are even more powerful. And the higher refresh rates, the how they're the lights are used in the actual thing. They've addressed those problems. Um, and if it still hurts your eyes, you just might need a different glasses or something else or yeah. something that does it. But I, I, I had the same challenge and, and that's certainly gone away in the newer versions. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, thank you again, Thomas, for, for that. And, you know, I was talking to someone uh, a couple of months back and uh, eventually we're going to be recording soon also, but VR is helping more on the healthcare side of things mm -hmm. also, it looks like. Uh, they're helping more on the uh, autism side of the side of things. They have also helped out from the eye operation side of things. People who are, uh, you know, uh, seeing cross-eyed, they are correcting that to make it straight. So it's kind of helping us in in certain way. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's amazing. It, the The ability, though, even just to collaborate as a doctor, let's say, in real time on something through very detailed, you know, um, with data and all the things that can come with it is amazing. The, with the the patients and autism and, and you said like, you know, just correcting vision challenges, amazing use case. I wasn't aware of that was being uh, done, but that's, I mean, that's fantastic. That That's the right use for technologies when you're enabling it. And for, especially let's say remote areas, remote patient care and things like this, where you could ship them a headset and be like, hey, let's go through what we have here and let's look at some things or- And let's collect the data, yeah. Yeah, actually collect it in. Here's what we could do and, and you know, it, that's the, where the technology kind of transcends in a positive way. Um, fantastic use case, though. I mean, that I, I would, I'm sure there's hundreds of others or thousands of others, but this is where I think, you know, back to the original piece, I think technology is incredibly accelerating and we're just, you know, there's gonna be a lot of failures and that's, that's, that's just 
that's going to happen, but there's going to be a lot of successes and a lot of breakthroughs yeah, um, yeah. to to just take this whole digital motion to a whole new level. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you again, Thomas, uh, for explaining that. So tell me about yourself, if you don't mind, and what do you do and and uh, what does your company do? So let's let's talk about that a little. Uh, yeah. So I, I founded a company called Instarel.ai, uh, where we focus on kind of one main problem, which is in, in this digital world, it takes forever and, and a lot of effort, and a lot of time to create content, to engage with it and to continually improve the strategy of what you should create and how you should engage with it. Mm. Uh, I was finding, you know, before I'd started the company in 2020 that I was spending like 30 hours a week in social media trying to create, write content, then post it, and then engage with it, meaning like comment back, go find others who might be interested, engage in their posts, just being online. Um, and, you know, initially we focused on social media, LinkedIn specifically, and then mm. that was spending an incredible amount of time just in that one platform. Hmm. And so I was like, there has to be a better way. And, and my expertise is, you know, you, is, is intelligent automation expert where you're, you're automating business process for the intent of accelerating the human at the other end of it. So you automate as much as you can. You grab the right technology at the right moment. You grab a human when you need to, and you move the processes to execute faster. And I looked at content creation and engagement and the whole strategy behind it as something that was just ripe for this kind of intelligent automation play. Hmm. And, and so I, what I did was I... I started using AI writing to kind of create content, found that, mm. well, that's not enough. You still need a human in the loop to kind of finish it. Mm. And then now that you have a ton of content, oh, wow, how do you, you know, consistently post it, which there's a ton of technologies for automation for that. But then when you post it, you got to engage with it. Oh, wow. So how do we do that? And so you need, you know, some automation on that side, but also some people involved. And then what's the whole point of that whole thing? Well, I want more revenue. I want more sales opportunities. I, you know, I want to grow a following so I can establish my personal and, and business brand. Hmm. That takes time. <laughs> and next, thing you know, you're 30 so hours a week. And I was like, you know, if I can automate the hard, long parts of these things and outsource and, and build a team around, let's say, other parts and components and leverage technologies, technology advances, I think I can get out of social media every week. Uh, hmm. And I did. So in a year, you know, I, I grew to over 165,000 followers on LinkedIn. Uh, I have basically somebody in my social media working art, my accounts nearly 24 hours a day, seven days a week on all social media platforms. Hmm. Uh, I'm down to one hour a week, basically in social media now. And we, I produce you know, articles for Forbes, Entrepreneur, AI Journal, Swiss Cognitive, a handful of other places, hundreds of posts. And the whole idea is to network back on Calendly, right? And, and the net, and my call to action is come meet me, basically. Hmm. And come come on the YouTube channel um, or talk to me about intelligent automation or talk to me about content creation. And I did this through Instarel. So I, this company provides these services to a number of startups, marketing, or people who are looking to really scale marketing without uh, spending fortunes on cost per click. We mm. just do it. Uh, we do it as kind of a fixed cost asset building approach that takes the content creation. We engage with it. We do the outbound. We do all the things you needed to kind of drive attention and revenue opportunities. Mm. And it all starts with your goal and a strategy that we continually improve. So, so you found a, a broken gap. Because uh, it seems like not a lot of people are doing this, or are yeah. they? Uh, they're doing components. So if you think of this as a Venn diagram, mm. if I was cool, I would transition to that right now, but I, I, I'm not. Uh, is that a lot of people have a lot of content and terrible engagement, and it leaves them in no strategy, and it leaves yeah. them kind of nowhere. And you have a lot of people with really good content, really good strategy, but have no engagement, and so it leaves yeah. them nowhere. Or they have absolutely no content, great engagement, a really good strategy, but it's not enough to get the produced results. You need all three in balance. Hmm. Uh, what I found was there's components 
being done on one or the other, but there's nothing elegantly solutioning that together to deliver the effect you need. Within the end of the day, it's it's about sales opportunities. At the end of the day, it's about creating even a follower review. Is supposed, it translates some type of revenue opportunity for that individual or business. Hmm. And to do that, you need to balance all three of those. Tons of content, tons of strategy, hmm. tons of engagement. And it, it has to come together because you can't have one out of balance or the other or it becomes ineffective. And we're just creating that. We've created the platform to kind of deliver that. Yeah, yeah. And and what is the, the name of the platform again that... Uh... If people they want to contact you and uh, Instarail.ai, I N S T A I. No, Instarail.ai and, and means instantly relevant. Uh, and the idea is that you could become relevant a lot faster on online by doing these pieces, and in particular, leveraging our our company for it. And, yeah. and we take the approach of we fill the gap in for individuals or companies. So some companies have a social media manager that's doing the posting or doing some content creation or whatever else. We'll fill the gaps and around them for different types of content, higher engagement or a strategy component. Others have a whole strategy and they have marketing and they have content creation, but what they don't have is a high volume amount of posts because they take too mm -hmm. long and they're too expensive, right? We'll do that. Some people have no strategy, but they can do the other two. We just do that piece. So we fill the gap to enable the outcome, which is, which is creating revenue opportunities. Nice. Nice. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. And I think you also have a podcast too. And I think Thank I you. was in it. You were, well, I focus on the YouTube side. There is a podcast attached to it. I will tell you, I don't, I don't, I don't take enough time to, I just, I rip an audio file and dump that. The, the, the YouTube channel for AI nerd is, is a focus of interviewing just interesting people. Tech, generally it's technology focused or people that are leveraging technology in their business. Uh, it, you know, it ranges from, you know, CEOs of startups and, you know, the sports figures to other people. It, it's, it's more fun based. It's called AI nerd AI with attitude. So I tend to, do a bit of humor throughout it, ask random questions and uh, but get to the point to allow people to talk about what they're doing, what problem they're solving for and and make it fun and, and somewhat informative and entertaining. Hopefully, hopefully people don't fall asleep too fast through it because the fun questions come to the end. Yeah, I actually fell, fell asleep in the middle of that interview, didn't I? Right, right. I was on a I was on a binge and talking about something. You just nodded off and it's OK. Yeah, it's I didn't okay. edit that part out. You didn't you right? ask the question when yours is coming out. I don't know. Yeah, well, That's we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out later. That's no big deal. <laughs> it's but whenever, out. whenever that is, they will be in the show notes or whatever. Uh, we'll, we'll, <laughs> it's we'll coming out. That. It's coming out. Whenever it's coming out. So, um, red pill or green pill or blue pill? I think it's a blue one. Um, I'm gonna go purple. I'm gonna mix them together and just I like to party. So I'm gonna. I think I go right into Matrix for superpower a little bit. I think it'd be mm -hmm. fine to rock in there for a little bit. That's the metaverse, right? Uh, occasionally come out, you know, when it gets a little too intense. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, now that you know, at, at the time, there's no doubt. You go. I think red pill. Red. Okay. Red pill okay. in. I don't even know. I say we put them in together and just like, let's just. I think that's the ADD pill. You're balancing. Actually, together. actually, I want to take all both and see what happens. Right, the purple pill, the red, and the, the red, and the blue, and you. Yeah, put it in yeah. A little water, maybe a little. You know, put a little vitamin C in there. You might need to protect yourself, and uh, have at it. Let's just you know so, balance between both. So let let me let me ask you this: the movie Back to the Future, the movie Matrix. And the movie Real One Player. How, Ready realistic, Player One. how realistic is this? Ready Player One is is super realistic, except for all the explosions. I think if at that point, if you're if you're the world looks so disenchanted and blowing up, and there's like it's so that you know whatever. Um, but I think uh, Back to Future, no, not going to happen. Uh, what was the second one? Oh, Matrix. It's already we're already there. I just we just haven't realized it, and. Uh, by the way, think about that. I was just diving in the matrix. Let's have a little fun with that. Hmm. 
if you were to make a video game, which they make it, they make the the world and the massive online or the massive open world infinite. Hmm. Scribes are universe currently. Let's think about that, right? Hmm. Now let's just leave. This is more humor based. All the faith based people don't don't start throwing things at me. But the point is, um, if you were going to design a human simulation type of game, you would make it where the little terrariums all around the planets, all around the world, and all around the universe are just self-sustaining. You can't go too far. You know? <laughs> Never. It's a perfect video game. It's or or maybe we're just modeling our video games after what we see. I don't know, but I feel like maybe. If you look at it, I don't know. I think there's a lot of similarities in everything in the world and everything in the universe that we just might be in the universe. We might be in the matrix itself. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. I might just uh, unplug mine uh, at the back, right? Is that is that how the matrix? I'm not works? sure. I think it goes to the belly button. I think that's. I think they were wrong on that because I already have a belly button hole, and no one ever explains why that's closed and what's behind yeah. that now. So let, let no me doctor I, understands it. I, I assure you, no, that's not true. They actually do. <laughs> Regarding the digital world, if you had a choice. Which world do you think that you want the VR for, for you? In the digital world, or are we? Is the digital, choice digital or non digital? Digital. In the digital world. Oh. In the digital world. My goal, my choice would be golf. <laughs> That's <Really>? possible. <laughs> Fishing. Um. Uh. I'm not so. So let me let me let me understand the question. Are you asking which metaverse world would I want to be in, or which metaverse? Uh, yes, exactly. So oh, would okay. you want to be uh, in the Arizona world or do you want to be in space, uh, galaxy well, I world? Choice. I want freedom to float one minute and be on a river the next, right? Like, you know, I want to, I, I want, I don't want to be committed to any one world. The whole point of the digital world is I think I'm going to shift my, my environment. I'll be on the beach the next 20 minutes and then I'm going to go crush a nightclub or something. I mean, like I want to, <laughs> I want to be able to just, that's the point. I don't have to get up, move to go do it. Yeah, I need a digital yeah. world that exercises me while I sleep. That's the digital world I need. Yeah. I wake up and I'm like, I've got abs. This is great. So, uh, yeah, thank you again for that. So, Thomas, any last words? Or how was your journey on Back to Basics before you leave today? Um, I would say for people that uh, are really, you know, not to be shameless plug, but if you're really struggling with, finding a way to get your brand or your person or your your opportunities digitally online whatever it is i would just just give just contact me something and i'll at least have a like a conversation with you about like what you're doing and help you focus to get back to some basics of here are the core things you need to do you know focusing on your revenue that you make today and the revenue you'll make tomorrow is a really good statement to say everything else around it if you're not doing that don't do it um mm -hmm. and and i can help some people to do this so i, I would say in your podcast, getting back to basics, just any advice I give you is just get to the core thing of what your value proposition is, what you do, and go create content around that and nothing else. And if you do, people who care about that will find you. They will be interested in you. And when you're trying to you know, be happier in your day in life, you'll simplify what you need to do from the digital standpoint and marketing and other things. And it really will take off a massive amount of time and effort if you just focus on the one thing you do really well mm. and, and just talk about that in, in, in all aspects. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you again, Thomas, for for being here and supporting me on uh, coming on my podcast. There, anytime, I would happily support you. I, I appreciate. You, by the way, let me live in your basement. This is great. Oh yeah, I love the basement. Love the basement. Really awesome. good. Thank you. Appreciate it. What's for dinner? Uh we'll we'll let you know as soon as uh, soon as ready. Thank or we'll you. do that back to future thing and we'll put that in the oven and, and voila, you got pizza. I appreciate it. It was really good last night. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Thank Take you care. again. 
So guys, we spoke with Thomas today and we talked about, well, basement pizza? No. We talked about the digital world and how where the life is changing and how we're just changing and learning all at the same time. Now, as usual, as always, there is a quote today from Back to Basics, and hopefully Thomas will like that. And here's the quote. The quote is, as the world becomes more digital place, we cannot forget about the human connection. That is one thing that I want to make sure that we are not losing human connection. That is what Back to Basics is all about. But he did mention 20 years from now, we don't know what the definition of Back to Basics is going to be. That is something to ponder and definitely to think about. Now, as usual, as always, everything in life goes back to basics. And that's what we did today, guys. Guys, take care. God bless. And keep on supporting me. Comments as many as you can on all the episodes that I uh, release every day. And the three things in every episode, which is the best, which is the content, the guest, and definitely the host. Guys, take care. God bless. And I will see you next week on Back to Basics Season 2. Next week's episode on back to basics a much broader selection of products that we feel comfortable buying without talking to a human hmm. but on the other hand there's still a, a huge number of products that that as buyers buyers want to be able to talk to a human because they want to make sure that they're on the right track really i mean it's not like buyers can't go out these days can't go out and gather lots of information online about products and companies and there's you know user review sites and so on there's no shortage of information but mm. oftentimes in a, in a company making a